genre. Hey everybody and welcome to True Believers, the podcast where there's never enough said about the MCU. I am Ray Ruzo and I have with me as always Chris O'Connor. You have me and also two cats that are like frantically chasing each other around the room so there may be a lot of like hissing and screeching and yowling noises for the uh, podcast listeners to hear. Sorry guys but they're whoa geez that one was close. <laughs> And Becca Raybergen. Hello. I don't have cats, but maybe occasionally a neighborhood train will go by and you might hear that. So between the three of us, we have five cats, I think. Uh, that sounds right. Yeah. So today we're covering the back half of Loki. Uh, before we jump in, though, I just want to give a shout out to WandaVision for getting like all of the award nominations, guys. Well... Like yeah. 23 out of 28, F- F- Falcon and the Winter Soldier got five. That's not too shabby for a comic book but show. why, why, what did Don Cheadle do? <laughs> he has no idea. What? How <laughs> did Don Cheadle get an Emmy nomination and Carl Lumley I, didn't? I don't know. I really don't. It's kind of amazing. <laughs> uh, Even Don Cheadle is confused. Yeah, yeah, he tweeted about it. He's like, I, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Why don't you guys go watch Space Jam? It's on HBO now. <laughs> Have you watched uh, it? We stopped about 30 minutes in, um, and maybe Ouch. we'll start it up again with the kids, and maybe they'll like it. But um, Oh, that does not sound promising. It ain't good. Yeah, I'm just going to keep the original yeah, in my heart. Yeah, Space Jam's A New Legacy, or I think that's the title, is basically What If Ready Player One, but basketball, and even less good. Because, <laughs> you know. That movie was also a disappointment. Oh, what if we vomited all of our collective IP into one movie and made it? So yeah, I bad? super duper did not need to see like uh, the giant rooster guy uh, riding a dragon and saying like, oh, "I say, uh, I say, uh, uh, winter is coming." Oh my god, it was not no. necessary. Oh no, did yeah, that happen? Yeah, yeah we specifically oh, no. turned it off when oh. when we got to them finding Granny in the Matrix, and I was like, "All right, okay, <laughs> this doesn't make any sense. I don't want it." So yeah, Loki. Loki. This uh-huh. also doesn't make Loki. sense, but it makes sense, and it's amazing. I mean, it makes a little yeah. bit of sense. Yeah, it makes enough sense. And it's like another, you know, it's. I think it makes overall. more sense than whatever yeah. you just told me about. It makes Space Jam. way more sense than what I just described. Hundred yeah, percent. It is kind of funny, like uh, you know, if you if you had to describe it to somebody who hadn't seen the show, like it wouldn't necessarily make sense. It is definitely not something I think any of us predicted in our uh, predictions for how the show is gonna do- gonna go. Like, um, you know, listening to some of our other dueling genre uh, nope. hosts like talking about this, and you know, other people on Twitter, if their speculation, basically everybody got it wrong. 
You know, I mean, we kind of realized that in our last episode after the first three, it's like, oh, this isn't going to be a case of the week, which I don't know why we thought it was going to be a time traveling case of the week when there were only six episodes. How dumb are we? Pretty dumb, I guess. Pretty dumb. We are pretty dumb listeners. Like we're. we're I mean, the last thing I expected was alligator Loki and I got it and I'm really happy about it. Croaky. And frog. And and frog. Frog. Throg! Throg! Voiced by Chris Hemsworth. Oh my god. Really? Yeah, yeah he came back to do oh, like a scream. Funny. Yeah, yeah. And, and apparently yeah. there was I a, love it. There was a cut scene beautiful. from the first episode that was going to involve Throg, but they're like, eh, we'll leave that off, we'll save it for later, it's not a big thing. But uh, apparently they they recorded the, the stuff for it, they just didn't do any of the effects, so we can't see it. They can't release it the way they did the Zemo dance cut. There's actual work yeah, involved. Like, oh no, we have to animate a frog. <laughs> So we sort of left off with our heroes facing imminent doom on Lamentus yep. 1. Yeah. Um, which kind of like, I actually had to think about it because I feel like so much stuff happens in these last three episodes that I'm like, where the hell did yeah. we leave okay. off? So, okay, so yeah, at the end of Lamentus, they're all sad and lamentable. And uh, I made that joke before, but I want to make it again, because that's why they named ha, ha, it Lamentus. Um, but yeah, they start the episode sitting together by a little lake while the little meteors are crashing around them and the moon's coming down. And it's like, oh, no, we're going to die. And, uh, you know, they do, they do like the sort of awkward teenage thing where it's like, I don't know how to do this. And like, oh, I, you know, I, don't, I, don't, I have my feelings. It was very much for me. The note that I made was this is very much Jin Erso and Cassian Andor <gasps> oh. in Rogue One. A little bit, oh, you know. Yeah. Oh, only, oh, only they oh, escape. Oh man, that's the first of many Star Wars references we can make. <laughs> this is just Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> to quote one of my other co-hosts from a different show. Mm. Yeah, um, but yeah, and then the time variance. So, all right, let's uh, yeah. let's talk about Sylvie yeah. and Loki because yes. this is a super divisive. Yeah, thing I mean, it's in so divisive that it created a nexus event. I get, yeah. I mean, I mean, that's, that's the true. Whole that's the whole yeah, thing. That's the whole thing. <laughs> like the TVA is just like, how dare you have a? How dare you be happy and have romantic feelings for another individual? How dare you? We're gonna, we're gonna stop this. We're gonna put a stop to it. Even with how the the way things go up until the finale, even considering you know the kiss and that moment. It still never rang to me like a romantic <gasps> love. I'm sorry, but it didn't. And they failed as actors. Like, no, and I don't. That's no, the problem. I don't think that's it. I mean, part of it's like the Joss Whedon issue of like, oh, we are saying you are romantically inclined, therefore you are, huh? which is which happened huh? kind of shitty, right? Um, so once Mobius gets Loki back into the interrogation room, he's like, "Oh, what about your girlfriend?" and yeah, and all of that uh-huh. stuff. And like, that's sort of how like Cordelia and Angel uh, went, and how Bruce and uh, Nat went, and just like that sort of thing. Uh, um, but like, my issue is that I'm not sure the writers knew how to portray a a a love story. That wasn't romantic. Yeah. Because I absolutely believe what Sylvie and Loki have is a love story. I just don't think it is a romantic love. And it shouldn't have Um. to be a romantic love. Hmm. Like, for Loki, 
I think a big part of of his journey, right? Because that's the whole thing. You have to be changed by the journey, right? Is that Loki starts from a place where everything is what he wants and everything is about him and how can I turn how can I make this thing work to my advantage? How can I make these people work to my advantage? And he's sitting on this moon looking at the end of everything, knowing that he was gonna die anyway, even if he had been on the sacred timeline. And he's looking at someone who has been wronged by the universe, and he's finally found this this thing that's that's worth more than he, himself, like he himself is. He's finally found someone that he can he can love, even if it's not romantic love, more than himself. And I feel like that more than like the concept of the romantic relationship is what caused the Nexus event. It's just like his perception of everything is part of what his Nexus event was. And honestly, I don't know that we can say that Sylvie had the same thing, because Sylvie, for me, and for Sylvie, stopped being a Loki once she was removed from her own timeline. Yeah, Sylvie Sylvie is really complicated because she, you know, that gets into, like, the nature versus nurture of what makes a Loki. But sort of my take on it uh, on that and specifically on that scene that caused the nexus event is that loki hates himself like this is not a he he's cocky and arrogant and he talks a big game but i think deep down he has a lot of self-doubt and resentment and being able to meet this version of himself and being able to look at her and see all of her good qualities, which are his good qualities, mm-hmm. um, without being tainted by all of you know his own baggage, for both of them, I think, it's a moment where they can recognize, like, no, there are some really great things about me, and I can love myself. It is like a form of self-love through you know, meeting this alternate version of themselves. And the idea of Loki, like, you know, having that confidence and having, like, (laughs) self-esteem. Loki having self-esteem is a nexus event. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, he's always got that sense of that bravado that he puts on, you know, in the the first Thor movie and then in Avengers and even in, in the later Thor movies. And then you can see that, you know, chip away through Ragnarok and and obviously into Loki. Um so we know that's there. Yeah, even they said it but, he said it in that like anyway. first episode where Mobius and him were talking about like, you know, do you like to hurt people? And it's just like, no, it's all part of the it's all part of the you know, the illusion. What were your thoughts, Chris? Cuz I know that you were very much pro shippy. Yeah. You're I a mean, shippy shippy shipper. Yeah, I mean yeah, uh, my ship sailed until it, you know, capsized, and uh, hopefully they can write the <laughs> ship in season two. <laughs> uh, yeah, because there is a season Yeah, which two. is weird, unlike the others. Yeah. <laughs> they went into this one knowing they were going to do a second season, which, uh, you know, when we get to the to the end of the episode, we'll talk about how a second season is crazy because it's going to follow all the events in all these movies that are based off of what happens in this show. Mm-hmm. It's so zany. Yeah, it, it, I, I, but yeah, yeah, their relationship, like, I 
I bought the romantic relationship. I really enjoyed it, and I thought they had excellent chemistry and that they did a very good job of um, building that up and that it was well-assembled and it didn't feel like Angel and Cordelia to me. And, um, and when it didn't work out, I was sad, it's just like he was. Um, Aww. I anyway. am sorry. And then, um, yeah... And, and and it's it's just and it is a lot of fun to uh, to go on Tumblr and Twitter and uh, peruse the uh, the silky and lovey uh, hashtags. Oh, is that what they're called? Oh, I need a shower. I oh, cannot, I cannot stand smush names. I know you can't stand lo- smush names. We went, names. We went over this last time. The ship wasn't for me, but you know it was for a lot of other people. And well, there's and, room enough on the boat for you know? me. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> yes, Chris, you get you get a. a, a I guess I'm on the boat alone. You have all the boats you're yourself. on the dinghy. You're captaining. I'm, you're captaining I'm, I'm, I'm in one of those little Irish rafts that's just like a circle made out of bark. <laughs> yep, with some leaves to float, make it float. Going fishing. Hope I come back. <laughs> So they have their no, Nexus event. The TVA kind of like yeah. comes and snatches them up. They accidentally made their yep. plan work. You know, good job, you know, guys. Yeah, um, you know one thing about this yeah. that drives me nuts? Her little um, thing at the what? end of, um, I don't remember the name of the episode, but when they're at the Costco um, uh, and, and she sets off all the bombs and sends them through the timeline, that's yeah. never what that's happened? never addressed. There's no, it's like, wait, nope. what did those things do? Where did they go? Yep. And what was the result? Just completely blew past it. <laughs> yeah. And that's fine. It's a pretty... That's fine. But it's just kind of like, that seems like a big well, thing I to guess... forget. I mean, it's a pretty, now like, that it's a I think about it, I think she was just hole. causing a distraction. Like, I think her, her thing was like, I can, if I cause as well, yeah, much. Yeah, that was exactly the distract because she go to the timekeepers but I, it was a distraction and it, and and it got them all pulled away and it's like well what was the emergency that they all got pulled away for what did they do what did they resolve i mean it's all these little sort of time bombs sent to all these different places but I, yeah. what and then it seems like everything's kind of back in yeah. place by the time they get back i guess to that's the, the thing about time travel it's like ah, we'll fix it when doesn't matter time is a weird <laughs> time soup. is a weird soup or a chowder or a chowder, chunky like a chowder. Or, or it's like, or it's like a powder on a on a like a drum skine, and you beat it, and the powder flies up in different directions, and you can mix around inside it. So, I mean, I guess we can just assume that the TVA handles what they needed to handle. Yeah, sure, they fixed it. Everything is still, taken care of. Yeah, you're right. That does feel kind of weak. Yeah, I mean, maybe they so left the it TVA open on purpose. Them- Mm. Yeah, maybe some, maybe some variants of the variation of the time variance authority like totally screwed it up, and uh, that part of the timeline is dead. But yeah, there's all got it right. I don't know. Yeah, because like we saw in the last episode, like the sacred timeline was maybe in perfect condition until it wasn't. <laughs> like until it wasn't, we got surprised, Lady Sif. I was not expecting that. Was that was really cool. Yeah, it was, it was very well done, and that was, was a good. Awesome. That was a good surprise out of nowhere. I missed her. Yeah, she's pretty cool. And she, you know, she got to post pictures of herself in the armor on Instagram. And she's like, I'll be back. See you around. Hopefully, 
hopefully, uh, Taika Waititi doesn't feel compelled to murderate her the way that he did the rest of the Warriors 3. Uh, but we'll oh. see. <laughs> the timeline's broken now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't oh, matter. I had a weird thought. What if Jane Thor is Sylvie's Thor? <laughs> I could dig it. <laughs> you know, that's entirely possible. I mean, that's the thing we have to it's- consider going forward is it? it might not even... Oh, man, that's zany. <laughs> I feel like I use that word a lot these days. <laughs> Things are just zany. I mean, it is. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so yeah, Sif being back, him and his little uh, time loop torture, where like by the end, he kind of like sinks to his knees and he's all sad and he's just like, I get it. I'm supposed to be alone forever. Yep, I suck. Yeah, I suck. Whatever. <laughs> And uh, I do love that concept of time jail, though. <laughs> time that was pretty jail. cool. Yeah. And meanwhile, yeah. Mobius goes off to confront Renslayer, and you know they have he has that conversation with her and steal, and is like, "Oh yeah, what happened to what's her name? Oh, she died. Oh, she seemed fine." And yeah, that's awful. Convenient. Pulls a pulls a switcheroo on her cell phone. Yeah, isn't it? Takes that. I. Oh. There was a line in that conversation between Mobius and Renslayer that comes back into play in the last episode. Um, maybe it was in the later episode. Friends across time. Friends. Well, the original line that Renslayer gives to Mobius is friends against time. And then when Mobius mm. gives it back to her, it's friends across time. Mm. And I felt that that was a really interesting um, you know, how each, again, how each of them views their relationship with the, with the other, much like Loki and Sylvie and how they, how they view their own relationships. So that was fun yeah. for me. And it's, it's interesting yeah. that like That's Loki an and Loki and Sylvie are like, uh, confronting Mobius and, and, uh, the enforcers, like I, what was he C20 or eight twenty? I can't remember. Oh, I, uh, B15. B15. Anyway, like, you know. Well, B fifteen was our yeah, friend. Yeah, yeah, but you know, but the way yeah. but the way that yes. Loki and Sylvie are confronting like you know these three yeah. like uh, three major characters within the TVA and, and their how they react in different ways and like how they're confronting the same information mm-hmm. and you know how B fifteen is just like you know what I, was I happy there and like Mobius comes around to it after confronting yeah. uh, Renslayer and Renslayer is just like you know at first you know, at first you're like oh is is she maybe like also turning nope nope she's completely on board with uh you know the sort of uh fascist time yeah. bureaucracy i had so renslayer's journey in the last three episodes was a little interesting to me because obviously for for episodes four and for episodes four and five she's very much like shifting in towards that antagonistic bad guy type role like she it seems like she knows what's going on but then and she she's doesn't like, oh, she's but then it turns out she doesn't, and all of a sudden, oh, like, maybe she's, she's turned. Just, it felt very weird to me. When I approach it from the idea of she is, she, she has accepted this idea that they are all variants and that she's been removed from her spot in the timeline. She doesn't remember what she is. The idea that she believes that it has to be for something. Mm-hmm. Not great, good. I can understand how powerful that is. Yeah. And then, like, you know, when it sets up, which I don't think we've talked about on on the podcast before is Terminatrix. What? Yeah, or no? Ex- what's the, ex- no? Yeah, that's Ravona Renslayer's um, 
616 counterpart. Is that her? Is yeah. that her? Really? I just know that she has something to do. She's, I just know that she's Kang. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, man. Yeah, she's. Uh, reading these, like, these Avengers from 1970. Like, I just did this one where it's like the Grandmaster and Kang are playing <laughs> interdimensional cross time chess with the Avengers and, like, the invaders from the 40s to, so that oh, Kang God. can get the power of life and death to bring Ravonna Renslayer back to life. And then in the end, he screws it up because he's such a screw up. But whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well. So hang it's on. Such a joke. Um, my one point, like stylistically, that frustrated me in this episode mm-hmm. was like, we ran out of budget. So B fifteen, we're not going to see her like well, actually have a glimpse of her past. Was, we're just going to like have her well, cry that, in the rain. And good. I'm just like, I didn't, I didn't mind it yeah. so much. Like. Because it leads a lot up to our imagination, yeah. which I kind of, I kind of like. I guess, but it just kind of felt in context. It just kind of felt like very show, don't like very tell well, instead and, of. But showing. they didn't really That's tell you very much. Like she didn't me. say, "I had children," or "I really loved my cat." You know, there wasn't that sort of tell, and that you did. There wasn't that sort of show. I think that. Um, you know, that little moment in the rain. And there's like a lot of these little acting beats throughout this this show. Like this show gave the actors a lot of opportunities to, well, to show off, to act. Um, you yeah. know, like there's like, you know, little moments like that. Like uh, one of my favorite little moments is when uh, Renslayer is like taking Loki and Sylvie up to see the timekeepers and get annihilated. And, um, you know, Sylvie asks like, you know, what was my Nexus event? Why did I, why did you come for me in the first place? And like, I don't Yeah, remember. that little there's a little beat where like on on Renslayer's face you can see like she's earnestly trying to think of it and then she kind of like has an aha moment and gets this ugly smirk where it's it, it could go either way it's like either she forgets but realizes that you know saying that she can't remember is going to hurt Sylvie more or she does remember and really wants to hurt her and just says I don't remember. And I yeah. I I, I kind of felt like it was more of a like she doesn't remember and she doesn't even want doesn't care enough to remember like it doesn't matter like well, it just yeah. doesn't, it doesn't matter. matter she's just another, yeah but it doesn't matter but it but it does matter in that it gives an opportunity for her for her to hurt her more she that was the right, smirk absolutely and she wants to hurt sylvie for humiliating her in the first yeah. place so yeah because ren slayer was the time um, cop that brought in baby sylvie yeah Surprise! So when we first see the timekeepers, I was just sitting there going, "Like I feel like I'm yeah. watching Power Rangers." Well, yeah. Does anyone else no feel one, like they're watching no Power one Rangers? Pay attention to the man behind the smoke screen. Very, it was it very much had like a kind of a Wizard of Oz like so. feel. Well, and then it, and then get that gets even like more entrenched. Like the closer and we closer we get to mm-hmm. the end. You know, with the whole, mm-hmm. do not pay attention to the man behind the smoke monster. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of that. Does anyone else feel like I know the timekeeper designs are based on the timekeeper designs mm-hmm. from the yeah. comics, but it also kind of feels like a little bit of a dig at the Kang the Conqueror bit. design. I mean, that's easy because it's an ugly design. Also, <laughs> oh, yeah. I- Oh yeah. So the first time I watched this episode, I tried to do it without the captions on and I could not understand what the timekeepers were supposed to be saying. And I like Yeah, the 
It was just like they were definitely they were definite they were definitely Star Wars voices. But but little thing, uh, Jonathan Majors, uh, you know the actor who is playing Kang. Yeah. he did the voices for all the robots. Oh, that's dope. That oh, I didn't know that. That's awesome. Perfect. Yeah. Also, there were so in the final episode. You remember when they go into that one room? There's a statue that's that's fallen apart, crumpled on mm-hmm. the floor. That was supposed to be a reference to one of the timekeepers in the comics, the Oracle of Siwa, who I think ended up battling um, against one of Kang's aliases. How many? And aliases so, like, does he, he got have? destroyed. All of them. He's all way too many. Uh, he who remains is. He's also Ramatut. Ramatut. Yeah. Oh man, Nate yeah. Richards. It's, it's hilarious. Like uh, I can't remember his fucking Iron Man. I can't Lad. remember his first name, but um, <laughs> the guy who have you all heard uh, of Godwin's Law? Like you know the idea that like uh, at the end of it, at the at, yes. in the end, like any internet argument is going to dissolve and devolve into calling your opponent Nazis. But the guy who actually came up with that law is on Twitter. And like the other night, like yeah. he tweeted about like, man, here we've got Kang the Conqueror and he who remains, and poor Ramatut is left behind. And I'm like, the guy who's like who came up with the the thing about the nut, what he's on the internet and he loves Marvel comics. Oh, it was just weird. It was a fun That's little moment. Cool. Yeah. I was like. What? Yeah. I was just like, weird shit is like that comes back to Marvel is like the freaking like girl with the yeah. dragon tattoo. Yeah. Like the deeper you get into those books, because like, first of all, only one of well, two of the movies yeah. were made in the US. Um only one of them was good. Only one <laughs> of them was any good. But like the deeper you get down that rabbit hole, you're like her hacker name is Wasp. <laughs> and like by book four or five, you realize her hacker name is Wasp because she fucking loves Janet <laughs> Van Dyne. And I'm like, this fan. is freaking adorable. <laughs> and she literally calls like her like code name for her evil twin sister is Thanos. <laughs> she literally just refers to her sister as Thanos. Oh, and I'm man. like, oh my God. Do you but yeah. Think, yeah. Do you think if we, if we were able to like commune with the dead, Steve Larson would be able to tell us something about that? <laughs> I really would like to know. Damn, Steve mm. Larson got had to miss all of this. Yeah, when did oh. he? Because he yeah. died like what ten years ago or something like that. Oh, he he died two thousand four. Yeah, it's been so, a while. Oh, okay, yeah. so he never got to see any of this. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, he never even got to see Iron Man. Uh, oh well, he would have gotten to see X Men. Oh, yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But rest in peace, Steve. Oh, Larson. he never had to see the fourth one. I mean the third one. <laughs> he never had to see the. He never, yeah, he never had to see X three last Origins. Stand or Wolverine Origins. He get, oh, he went out on X two. That's okay, that's, that's fair. a good one. Yeah, yeah, that's good. And and Spider Man yeah. too. That's good. Yep. Anyway, um, but yeah, like speaking of our earlier Star Wars reference, where you yeah. know, like they're you know Cassie and Andor and Jin on on the on the shore. This is this is just like Ray and uh, Kylo Ren like battling in the throne room. Yeah the the back oh, to back yeah. that was. This was that was awesome. Like I really liked that moment. You know, they're in, they're in front of the, the timekeepers and they're about to be pruned, and they're like, "Well, what, you what? You just wanted to rub it in that we're gonna be pruned, and then just fucking be fifteen. Just here, have a sword. Ah! Here, I'm getting rid of your fancy necklaces, and you get a sword, but not you, Loki. You can just <laughs> figure it out." <laughs> Oh hell no! <laughs> She's like, I'm Sylvie's friend, not yours. Yeah. At this point, Mobius has been pruned, and that like broke my heart. Yeah, yeah, that was. And pretty then bad. it was around that time in the episode that I was like, 
was when Mobius was pruned. I'm like, matter cannot be created nor destroyed. Yeah. They're being sent somewhere. Yeah. This is going to obey the laws of physics. <laughs> Somehow. <laughs> Somehow. And then it did. It yeah. did. <laughs> Yeah, some weird and, physics. And it, it obeyed some were, weird physics. They but... were just about to kiss, and then he got stabbed from I, behind. Like, like I he don't... disappeared the way the vision disappeared. He got stabbed from behind the way he stabbed uh, Agent Coulson from behind. Oh man, it was it was highly amusing. Yes. The parallels. Loki, Loki, the, <laughs> the god of mischief, who spent most of his life stabbing people, stabbing in the back. people in the back. Got stabbed in the back. Got stabbed in the back <laughs> by someone he sh- he should probably never has turned have turned his back on in the be- to begin with. But yes, I mean. yes, yeah, yeah. He well, no, that's the, that's part of the thing is like he's he he was he's getting better as a person. He's becoming uh, uh, a more upstanding you know part of the universe, and and you know he's concerned about other people and more things. So he's not doing the sort of thing he would have done as the villain, which is make sure. Yeah, you make sure. <laughs> yeah. The, if he was villainous Loki, you know, who killed 80 people in two days, uh, he would have made sure. Yeah. Yes. Um, And so then he wakes up next to Richard E. Grant in the most ridiculous <laughs> outfit I've ever seen in my entire yeah. life. Wow, man. <laughs> wow. So... <laughs> <laughs> wow, well, yeah, you know, from our last episode, we were talking about like, oh man, yeah, old man Loki's going to be pulling this Richard E. Grant, big time heavy hitter actor. He's going to be the one pulling the string, and you know, he had a great scene and he did a great job, and it was very so well good. done. It was but so he great. was he was not the man behind the curtain. Nope, <laughs> he was not. No, nope. he great was just powerful. the man. He was in a funny, the a funny, sad old man who's yeah. so alone. And I was just like, oh man, this is amazing. <laughs> Glorious so I guess let's Bobos. move on to Journey into Mystery. Oh, yeah. yeah. Journey into Mystery. First of all, I freaking love that this episode was called Journey into Mystery. Yeah, yeah. And you oh, get like the all ultimate, this. Yeah. You get all these old, like the Thanos helicopter. <laughs> oh, my God. The Thanos helicopter. I just love, like, lists. whoever was in charge of set design for that must have had so much fun. It's like, I get to make everything and break it. Yeah. Oh my god! And there's like a Mjolnir in the in the dirt, and there's a little frog trapped in a glass yep. jar. Oh my god! Yes. <laughs> and we got Kid Loki. Kid Loki yeah. drinking high C ecto cooler. That's right. <laughs> oh okay, so gosh. did you catch the the arcade um the arcade game that was in the bowling I did not. alley? What did he have? I have. So it was there were a couple of them, but the one that was there. Hang on. Uh, it was the game uh, Polybius, which apparently like disappeared from like was cursed or something, and it like allegedly quote disappeared from an arcade in like Washington State. Okay, like, some like a lot of the little Easter eggs that you see in the episode are like things that have mysterious endings, right? <laughs> like this ship, the ship, the USS Eldridge was yeah. apparently a part of the Philadelphia oh, wow. experiment, and apparently wow. quote. Became invisible yes. and oh, was never hilarious. seen again. Oh my so, god! So like a lot of that stuff is really good. And then there's also a helicarrier in yeah. the background. <laughs> and at one mm-hmm. moment you can see like the profile of an Avengers Tower. Yeah. But it doesn't say Stark on it or it doesn't have the A on it. It has Kang on it because it was from the comics, <laughs> a company that Tony Stark sold Stark Tech to, which was in reality controlled by Kang the Conqueror. <laughs> Of course it was. 
Surprise! Kang Enterprises. Kang Limited. Kang Conglomerate. There was also a giant uh, yellow Kang jacket Zai helmet. Batu. Oh, awesome. Ooh. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. It is so weird that I didn't realize I didn't make the Philadelphia experiment connection when I've listened to like so many freaking podcasts about it. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> I just my brain did not make that connection at all. Oh yeah. man. And then the car the so the car that Mobius rides up in was kind of maybe also a little bit of a nod at like the Pixar thing with like, you know, the car with the pizza logo from Toy Story. <laughs> and uh, the Hula Girl on the dashboard. You also have like a Hula Girl in um Agents of Shield and I feel like one other Marvel Marvel title. Uh I think um, yeah. I think they also feature in uh, in Fallout. Yeah. And then um Yeah, possibly. There was. I just really like that Mobius is like driving to the rescue for Sylvie, who, by the way, pruned herself. Yeah, Yeah, because. Pruned herself because she's a badass. All right, well. She gets Renslayer to, you know, they they start, they get the exposition in there. They're like, oh, well, there's this place, you know, the void beyond time where all of these branches are being sent. Oh, yeah. And then, Miss Minutes is doing her distraction in time. Yeah. Oh, and what act. about the void craft? That prototype. <laughs> well, yeah, Bullshit. You know, that thing that we're going to take Bullshit, to the, uh, Miss the Minutes. of the earth and play with uh, Godzilla <laughs> and King Kong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so Sylvie just just fuck it. I stole your temp pad. I'm going. I'm going. I'm gonna do it. Bye. Hell yeah. Yep. I mean, if Loki ended up somewhere, I'll be there too. If he's dead, then I'm dead. What the fuck ever. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> if I'm dead, it doesn't matter anyway. So <laughs> bye. But I love how like Mobius in like peak dad mode. First drives up to rescue her and then scolds her for jumping into the car with a stranger. And, t- and reminds her to close the door. Yeah. Does he tell her to put on a seatbelt too? I think it's just close the door. Belts. But- You're such yep. a mom. <laughs> we'll cover that next no, time. No, seatbelts is the thing we'll be covering next time. Yep, next seat time. Seatbelts are magic. Yeah. We'll be talking about that for sure. Clearly. <laughs> um but yeah, so we get, all right, so they're in their little, you know, uh, bowling alley fallout oh shelter my God. where Kid Loki <laughs> is on the throne, and then Loki, our Loki is like, this is preposterous. Well, let's I'm do going it. to go out there and destroy Eliath, which is, by the way, in comics, another thing that is linked to Kang the Conqueror. Go figure. As you uh, do. Yeah. And then he goes up, and he opens the hatch, and we get President Loki. <laughs> Along with um, like, one of the variants that is shown in episode two. Oh There's the one God. guy, my notes referred to him as, quote, Weird Al Yankovic Loki because he had, like, glasses and he looked really weird. <laughs> He's the one, he used his own hair as horns. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah oh, yes. Yep. Uh, it's, so it, then like, it turns out Boastful Loki. Betrayed Boastful them. Boastful Loki sold them out. And then everyone is just betraying everyone, yeah. and Loki is sitting there going, the, like, oh yeah. my god, is this what it's like to he's, deal yeah, with, with me? in the me? background, he's just so ashamed this- of himself. Yep. <laughs> and then, eventually, you know, there's no power greater than that of a Loki sorcery. Uh, classic Loki puts up classic a really- Classic Loki pulls a, a classic yep. Loki. And they, and, and they, and their core four get away. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> core four. Yes. Crocodile yeah. Loki. I love how uh, how Florida Loki is part of the core four. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Which is now all I will I will only ever call him Florida yeah. Loki. The alligator is Florida Loki. Yeah. All right. Yes. All right. That's pretty cool. Because we all know that if Florida man was a real person, it would be Loki. <laughs> I, lo- I love that we got President Loki for like 30 flipping seconds and he gets yeah. his hand bit off and like there's just that high pitched <laughs> scream. Ah! Yeah. <laughs> so good. And I love how like that with that shot like of him being like, come on, what did you expect? From-? That was in the trailers and we thought. Going into this, oh, it's our same Loki. What's he going to nope. do? Oh, my goodness. It just our, didn't no. occur to us. Ah. Again, it's just the genius of, you know, these marketing teasers. It's like they none of them mean anything ever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They're always wrong. Very good misdirect. <laughs> See literally everything said about Taskmaster in the trailers for Black Widow. Yes. Yes. <laughs> And then the and then the people who watched oh. the movie and were still like Taskmaster is the oh, villain no, I, of this movie. I got it. Okay, I got it. Oh yeah, like that pi- from the the pictures of that one actor who was like he got a poster like the, her their friend, and like he got a poster years ago and everybody's like this is secretly Taskmaster and it's like oh he's just their their buddy who they catch napping all the time. Yeah. Um. But yeah. No. Um. Well, my cat just sneezed like seven times in a row. Oh, anyway. kitty. <laughs> um, <laughs> Where was I? I was trying to say something. No, no. <laughs> uh, Loki's escaping. Yes, Loki, escaping. President Loki. President Loki. Uh, uh, shoot. Mister X in teaser trailers. Oh, Mister X in teaser trailers. It's gonna come back to me in a minute. Right. About- Damn it! I lost it. Just keep going. Okay. <laughs> it, it's gonna pop into okay. my head in a minute, and I'm gonna be so like. So one of Wait. the things we just sort of glossed over yeah. was that uh you know loki oh. sees classic loki and is just like how the fuck we're supposed to right. die like yeah. what the- how what yeah and he's like no i just i just cast a oh. really good illusion and thanos thought it was me Which, and yeah then i just lived quietly alone forever and the second i decided to like not be alone is when the tva came and got and me I, I <laughs> I did love that, uh, you know, throughout this first season, uh, Loki has acquired various skills that might allow him to survive being back yep. in his regular place in the timeline. Um, but there was, uh, oh, I, I, I just remember the thing about like sort of a misdirect and it kind of fits into this. I just remembered what it was. I was trying to say a moment ago when I had that brain fart um, about sort of. Uh, misdirect in the marketing and sort of uh, like big predictions, how we kind of all got worked up our own butts over WandaVision and we're like, it's Mephisto and, you know, this and stuff. <laughs> like even yeah. in our last episode talking about the first three episodes, we couldn't really bring ourselves to say that it was Kang. Even though we were like, well, hey, I mean, like, I mean... this is about Kang, but it's probably Loki, right, guys? It's probably Loki. Let's not get too excited. Let's not let's not and- do a big prediction. And, and the writing this, really was on the on the walls. Like it really yeah. was like No, no, no. It is all the things you think. <laughs> yeah. Which again, that's that's a sign of good storytelling is when it's like it's all kind of written in there and at the we, end it makes sense. We didn't get a single boner joke in this show. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> it took it took a couple seconds, but it landed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> Quicksilver. <laughs> oh my god. Oh man. But yeah, like 
you know, all the hints and all the all the little hey, Ravonna Renslayer was already always, you know, kind of connected Kang. to Kang and and you know, Kang is big yeah. on on timeline and there's a lot of like purples that we're seeing and like it was all right there. <laughs> yeah. And it makes sense in the end. And that again, that's real that's good storytelling. But like, we'd been hurt before and we just couldn't yeah. bring ourselves to accept I know. it. Exactly. I know. <laughs> We've been burned too many times, Marvel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They fooled us once, and then the second time, they're like, "No, no, no, you're right." <laughs> yeah. So next time, we're just not gonna know what to believe. Yeah, everything which is, is cool. everything is. I know everything it's, is lies. It's like they started doing the boy who cried wolf, but after the second time, they lied about the wolf. They're like, "No, no, no, there's really a wolf." Yeah. So the core. Although board- I feel like this was, I mean, in ha- mm. go ahead. I was just going to say, in hindsight, knowing that Kang the Conqueror was coming, it feels a little bit more like we could have given ourselves that breathing room, but nah. I don't think we necessarily would have believed that they would have introduced it now. I I was so hurt by the lack of Mephisto. I just could not, I couldn't put myself out there emotionally to to risk that. I didn't want to be on that thin ice and have Marvel just... Break that ice and send me down into the yeah. cold depths of being wrong again. But, and I saw somebody, like, talk about this a little bit on Twitter, I think, about how they're using these Disney Plus series to set these, to, 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 split, to set things up, and they're kind of grouping them, right? So you have WandaVision and Loki that are setting up Kang the Conqueror as, like, a really big phase four and beyond villain, which is what we needed, because mm-hmm. we're just at the beginning of the new phase, and we need to we need to have that, you know that Thanos type big bad who's who's always there to kind of help tie things together. And then with the more down to earth heroes, your Captain America's, your Black Widow, um you've got your your build up to Thunderbolts. You know, so they're they're yeah, doing got, a good you job. Got a, yeah. And, and young potentially Avengers. secret of young Avengers and, and young Avengers invasion. Yeah. Although young Avengers spans both. Yeah. Young Avengers spans both yeah. that like Youngest it brings everything. it all together. Yep. Oh my god, this is so Because Kang is There's so like, much going on. Kang, Kang is, is a, young a Avenger. huge part of the Young Avengers story. He, I mean, and he he'll is betray a Young Avenger. Them. Gather. Eventually, he'll betray them. <laughs> Literally. And the great enemy they've been fighting the entire time. Ah! The call uh. is coming from inside the house. <laughs> okay, so then they like reunite with uh, Mobius and Sylvie, and, uh, you know, Sylvie is like, Really, you were just gonna try to kill it? That was that was your big plan. And, you and guys immediately, went along with all it. the other Loki's are like, "No, uh, yeah, we had our doubts." Um, I mean, it's a plan. Yeah, <laughs> it's a you know, it's it's twelve percent of, of a plan. plan. Jinx. <laughs> what was that from? Twelve percent of a plan. Guardians, Guardians. and right. kind of sort kind of sort of Iron Man. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> yeah, God. so they're trying to get back to they're and trying sh- to get to Elioth so that they can sh- kill earth, it and earth, or earth. enchant it. Her like forty percent of a plan of I'm going yeah. to enchant it. Yeah, it's much better. Yeah, and he's like, Oh, I'll distract it for you. <laughs> yeah. And I will say that moment when they're like when they're both standing there and Elioth mm-hmm. is coming down and he lays his hand on her shoulder. And and is very much like I'll cre- we need a distraction. That moment really got to me, and like I couldn't understand the you know yeah. the romance idea of it from that. Just the rest of it wasn't there for me, but okay. it was great. 
Okay. And he runs off to and like, this the side is where, and uh, sword. Yeah. Yeah. That he got from Loki. a kid. <laughs> and this is where classic Loki got Chekhov very well. Oh my god. Oh my god. And the music. Oh, so cool. Yeah, like the very Wagner kind of music. Like, like dun, it, dun, Ride yeah, of the Valkyries. No, they, they specifically yeah. went in there and, oh, and put man. in those Ride of the Valkyrie cues. It was oh, perfection. My. God, that was so good. And he's like calling it up and the giant storm yeah. monster is like trying to eat it. And then it realizes the only thing it can eat is down there. And he's like, glorious purpose. And I'm like, Richard E. Grant, if you get an Emmy, it'll be way better than Don Cheadle's. <laughs> if, oh, my God. If Don, if they don't, if they don't nominate Richard E. Grant for an Emmy, oh, Richard E. Grant should be allowed to punch Don Cheadle. Oh my god. <laughs> yes, I, I agree. do have a question. I do have a question because I still haven't looked at all the Emmy nominations. Who is Don Cheadle up against? Uh um so I think the the, the category that he's in, like guest star, is, is yeah. specifically you have to only be in one episode. Right. So I don't th- I don't know how they would count it, but like Richard E. Grant might only be eligible for He's yeah, um, he's listed as a special guest star in the credits, so he would be in that category. Oh, I don't have the the Emmy like full. That's list okay. Open. I just have Marvels open. But yeah, anyway. he would he would be considered a special guest star. Yeah, Don Don Cheadle's probably not going to win. No, probably not. He shouldn't. No, not not for that. <laughs> and I don't saying. think he's going to lose any sleep over it. He's no, really he's not. not. No, he doesn't leave. He doesn't lose any sleep over anything regarding the MCU. <laughs> Let's be real. It's no. Don. No, he like, really doesn't. <laughs> he's got more important things to worry about. <laughs> Yeah, like Armor Wars. Yeah. So, oh uh, my God, he's going to lead his own show, and wouldn't it be sad if he doesn't get nominated for that? <laughs> <laughs> so they enchant Elioth, and they get through to the Citadel at the end of time. And yep. holy cow, do I love the Citadel! And the aesthetics oh, of this entire last episode kill me because they're so pretty. great. They're so great. Yes. Sort of First like, of all, let's talk about that boilerplate opening. Oh my that god! Starts with oh my god. That freaking like, uh, it's been a long, long time, and I'm like, I hate you. I now have trauma from this song, and <laughs> I, I'm gonna cry now. Yeah. But and you've then got, all just so you have the song. Got, and, oh my god. Like, quotes from history and quotes from the movies and like just zooming through the space time continuum it almost Ah. reminded me once we once we got past the you know the marvel the official like boilerplate and then we were into like the historical stuff and we're like zooming between like planets and black holes it almost reminded me of like the classic superman intro (laughs) where like they're going through space yeah and you have that you know the john (laughs) williams score over top of it it almost reminded me of that I just realized yeah. there was there was like a bit in the like either Feige or Kate Heron, the the director like had put a thing out like in the news before the finale about oh yeah you're gonna hear Chris Hemsworth's voice and uh, he's gonna voice stuff for the finale. <laughs> 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 oh my god, uh, trolls! It it just kind of gives this vibe like well, here's time as you End know it. Time. Here 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 is then, existence yeah, as you know it. We're about to fuck it up. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> and they give just such a good image like visual of like the sacred timeline and how it's just this white mm-hmm. ring that just you know, it's almost like um what, like an electron like 
circling like a thing in a I don't something know. It's quantum. been a long time. It's been a long time since I did anything regarding something like, quantum. <laughs> Something quantum. And, you know, you have this little rock thing in the middle with the citadel on top of it. And it's just so... Which looked the, the like protons. us. Which looked like a sanctum. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely mm-hmm. had those very, same kind of windows. I love the whole, like... Very Dr. Uh, Strangey. The whole Kintsugi sort of vibe oh to God, it. Yes. Like, you have, like, this obsidian got, yeah. black stone and then all the like gold veins running through it like here's kang carefully piecing together time this like shattered timeline he's piecing it back together and making it beautiful because it's broken and then i had this this thought of well in addition to the you know maybe you know that's what's from the first the first time that that was brought back together that in you know that's how he made it and then my other thought was well what if this cycle has repeated itself a number of times and it just keeps breaking and breaking and breaking and breaking mm-hmm. because he always gets back to this one threshold point and he can never, mm-hmm. you know, convince the two, Loki and Sylvie, to go along with his gambit. He can never convince them to do what he wants, which is to act for Why him. Why won't they believe me? I'm not crazy. They're all crazy. All this has happened before and all this will happen again. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, I mean. Oh, but before we get to He Who Remains, we do get a great jump scare. Hey, y'all! With the, car- with the cartoon clock, <laughs> playing the part of Satan. Yeah. I saw on, on Tumblr today, I saw this amazing picture of, it was just Miss Minutes next to the Duolingo owl. <laughs> it was like, save energy. No! Like, hey, y'all. Oh, my God. <laughs> hey, y'all, time for your French lesson. <laughs> It was very interesting. I'm scared of her. Yeah, you can, oh, me too. You can have everything you've ever wanted. <laughs> You're going to be so happy. You get to be king of the universe. You get nothing but happy memories. <laughs> I'm just like, wow. What would Sylvie even know? Would Sylvie even know what to do with happy memories? Like, uh, no. Maybe, maybe not. Also, I, I found I feel, it very interesting. You know what I think? I feel like. Mm-hmm. I feel like Sylvie suddenly having happy memories would be like everyone in like the House of M comics when everyone had their like perfect, happy, shiny lives and then they realize like, oh fuck, this is all just like Yeah. It's not this isn't real. We woke up with these memories today. Yeah. Oh no. (laughs) I I found it really interesting that so Miss Minutes was clearly a go between 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 ha 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 uh he who remains and renslayer yeah. because renslayer is asking for like all of these files on the yeah. creation of the tva and the beginning of the sacred timeline and and miss minutes goes he thought these would be more of use to you <laughs> so i'm really curious to see what those are going to be and if we see them in dr strange or if we see them in uh loki season two don't know we don't know. We'll get to that in a minute, but we don't know when we're going to see any of these people again. Exactly. But it could be at any point, yeah. anywhere. I know. Ah! Any when. Any when. At any time. Anywhere. Ah! <laughs> Anyhow. Yeah. Oh, man. I, yeah, Miss Minutes. It would be kind of fun to have a, I wonder, I wonder if Tara Strong has a, has a, uh, an Alexa voice. That, <laughs> oh, my great. God. I want it. <laughs> I'm sure she does. Hey, y'all, it's going to be so, 90 degrees today. 
So I would break my Alexa. <laughs> so this episode ended kind of ends up bringing the whole series back around to that concept of free will. Yeah, yeah. In in mm-hmm. a really fun way, like because you know you've got Loki and Sylvie who are very much like, oh, we're we're bucking the trend. We're not following along with our preordained, you know, the sacred timeline. Everything we we got out of the out of that, and now we're doing what we want. We're getting the answers that we want, how and we want to get them. He's like, nope. This is nope. what you're supposed to do. <laughs> I paved the. Oh my god! Can we talk about Jonathan Majors and his like deliver? He just fucking killed it he's everything oh my god first of all i screamed i screamed at the reveal it was great because like oh my goodness it's not loki and and like for those of us who you know follow the casting news like religiously and you know know you know know enough to know what jonathan majors looks like so we can put two and two together as soon as you see him, you're like, wait, shit, that's he's going to be Kang in, in Ant-Man and the in, Wasp. Yep. Quantumania. What is he doing here? And then everything just kind of Kang. just kind of clicks into place. It's Kang. Place, yeah. It's been and Kang all it's along. Kang. And and then that like that goop thing, that exposition with the with the little model the models, that was really cool. Yeah. Yep, yep. I love I- this portrayal of him cuz Kang is like such a annoying boring full of himself villain yeah oh, some of them but will this be. portrayal of him is like oh i'm sure but like this particular portrayal of him is like really being driven mad by the isolation mad and like hatter, he know? clearly yeah. hasn't spoken to anyone in a really long time yeah. and he's much just older like, than i look his yeah i'm tired mother. these yeah. games are for the young you know yeah, he's he's been there a long time. He hasn't been talking to anybody but Miss Minutes. And his reactions really like they're a roller coaster. Mm-hmm. Like for cuz like he'll be calm and cool and collected one minute and then he's like grow up, Sylvie. <laughs> We're, We're all, all villains. villains here. Here. That was a really good. I loved that moment also. Mm-hmm. Oh man. Yeah, so because, he Yeah. Yeah, he yep. he offers them. Uh, yeah, the I mean, his his offer is a little more. Uh, it's it's you know they they passed the test and they got past the sort of uh, you know devil's offer of just everything you've ever wanted, and then it's like okay, here's the real offer. It's like uh, I'll leave and I'll you know go off into retirement or whatever, and you two take over the time variance authority and make sure everything goes fine. Yeah, you can do it. I believe in you. <laughs> you have all the power. You be more powerful than Thanos. Mm-hmm. But you know, and then he, and then he starts, and then he starts that little, the little whisper. Can you trust him? Oh, she can't trust you. She can't <laughs> trust any. You know that the little whispers he puts in both of their minds that kind of helps to you know get them at each other. Yeah. He still can't stop puppeteering. Nope. Yeah, that, that is what he do. But those little whispers, those are after they pass the threshold, quote unquote. Yeah. When he says, I don't know what's going to yeah. happen. This is, it's, we've passed the, the sacred, the end of the sacred timeline. And now it's, now it's free will time. It's right Seven, after. Eight, nine, ten seconds ago. It's really, it's right after um, Loki says, this is, a, this is just another manipulation. Yeah. And then he goes, oh, well, you, you would say that, wouldn't you? <laughs> and then it's like, oh, are you sure you can yeah. trust this guy? It's, it's kind of, kind of along those lines, but it's just so good. Yep. Yeah. And. 
there was so much about this this entire conversation that had just that sort of delicious, chewy meta cheese all over mm-hmm. it. That, like, I don't know if anybody else notices. I, I know I, I mentioned this in our, our text, but uh, dear dear listener, did you note that when uh, can you know he who remains was sitting at his desk, <laughs> the windows in the background, the one big one right behind him, and the two smaller ones up in the corners. Does that remind you of anything? Anything at all? Perhaps a, a certain cartoon mouse? Aiden uh, Mickey, if you will. So Aww. this guy who's talking about how he controls the universe, <laughs> controls the timeline, controls the narrative and the story and what characters get to do what is sitting in front of this giant image of Walt Disney. <laughs> and it's, oh man, this idea of of like Kang as like the corporate overlord uh, turning to these uh, the, these upstart um, young producers and just be like, why don't you guys do it? You you new writers, you take over. I'm tired of this. You you know, you might maybe you'll screw it up. Maybe we'll have to divide up the universe, divide up all the intellectual property, and if you screw it up badly enough, they'll get sold off to all the different companies and it'll be like it was, you know, before I united everything in the Great Time War by so buying what I'm up hearing, Fox and everything. Oh my god. What I'm hearing is that Kevin Feige is a caring variant. Or Loki. Yes. Okay. <laughs> No, he's a Kang variant. He's not. <laughs> he's not charming enough to be Loki. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I suppose. Yeah, actually, yeah. Okay, Kang is uh, as as Kevin Feige, who yeah. has managed to unite all of the disparate timelines. The, yeah, the Fox X Men, the Fantastic Four, Daredevil, mm-hmm. the Netflix, and he's stuff, been all- planning it since been- Blade. He's pulled it all together, and it's all under one roof. And now, it, <laughs> yep. oh my good! Well, he's not—he's e- not even fifty, is he? God, that's infuriating. Anyway, but he's—he's—he's—he's <laughs> he's, he's, he's sort of setting things up, and it's now it's like, okay, other other producers, other writers, why don't you do it? You 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 take over for me. I I, I want to retire, but it. <laughs> he's not going anywhere. No, he's not. Oh no, he's, he's not. not. He's not. But I'm trying to you know sort of shoehorn yeah. some some sort of. Uh, narrative in about yeah, like, yeah. Kang yeah. as the producer. And but it's Kang's just, not it's going anywhere fun. either. No, no. Kang is not going anywhere at all. Oh my god. Because as we see, you He's know, He's gonna Loki, be our main villain. Loki it's and so Sylvie perfect. fight. They fight, they fight, and and eventually Loki throws down his sword and is just like, you know, he has this confrontation and Sylvie's got the knife at his throat and he's like, and it's at, the at deep one emotional. Point, and at one point, he reaches for the fake dagger and it is real. The dagger that he talks about yes. in episode three—that mm. that love love is a fake dagger. <laughs> he reaches for the dagger. Love is a real dagger, up, and it's real. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they they confront, and they have the deep emotional moment, and they have the kiss, and he's like, "This is great. It's wonderful. This is everything I've ever wanted." And she's like, "That's not really what I wanted," and kicks him through a time portal. Yep. Yep. That just sort of reminds me of uh, when Nat and Bruce had their kiss in Age of Ultron. She's like, "I need the other guy." Yeah, chucks him off the chucks him off a cliff, and yeah, that wasn't very emotionally resonant. <laughs> this was this there there was a lot no. of emotion in this, and yeah, and, like it, and it played him, out like, really well. in an office. Like, oh, yeah. that was just that was kind of rough. Yeah. And then you know she's there and she gets what she wants, and it's like, yeah. was Kang lying? Nope, turns out he wasn't. 
I'll see you soon. He was not lying at all. I loved the way the sacred timeline kind of turned into, like, I know it's supposed to be like branches from a tree, but Mm -hmm. it kind of almost reminded me more like the synapse, electrical synapses in a brain. Kind of like um, a little bit like we saw in in Iron Man 3 when Killian is doing the, you know, (laughs) it's my big brain. The universe. Oh, the human brain. Strangely mimetic. Yeah, exactly. Oh man! But yeah, after so she good. kills him, she like you know plops down on her butt, and it's like, well, now what? Yeah, I now got she's every- alone. I've got everything I ever wanted, and I'm she's alone. alone at the end of time. And it's like, what are you gonna do with it? Oh. What's next? Mm, well, I mean, what's I, next for Loki? Because he I got kicked through that door. Where does he go to, next? To cry in an office. Yeah, they're both crying in their to own spaces. To a version of the TVA he's never been at before. Yeah. Oh, man. That was pretty good. That was a pretty good little twist ending. I like that. That actually hurt me the most. I'm it like, so- he goes to Mobius because Mobius is his friend and Mobius doesn't and know you, who you he is. And you had this great moment where you've got Mobius and B-15 standing in front of that monitor and they're like, for all time, always. And it's like, that's well, but- the one the one recitation of that line, of that well- slogan that actually did it for me. Yeah, and they were also, but they also, what did they say about, like, he doesn't want, he doesn't want us to do anything about it, or, like, there's nothing we can yeah. do, but, but they're talking about him, he, it's, yeah. it's now, now it's not, right. the, not the, the TVA anymore, it's not, I mean, it's right. not the, the timekeepers, it's the guy. And then you have the reveal of this, the one statue. Yeah. Yep, the, one, yep. the big old Kang statue. Yeah. Are you an analyst? Are you you an analyst? Where are you from? Where do, where do you work? And it's just like, oh no, he lost his friend. Yep. He lost his friend, and the place he's in is even worse. It is now like you know he gets to see the statue, and he gets to know oh that guy. Oh, I, I love the bit where he's like trying to describe him, and he's like frantic and energetic, and just like and we met him, and he was terrifying, and it was the worst thing. And I was just like, this just doesn't seem like the thing Loki would ever say. Mm-hmm. He's very emotional. <laughs> the thing is, I think he was trying to like. I don't think he truly thought he was the worst. I think he was trying to just like convey the urgency yeah. in a way that, that Mobius would <laughs> Mobius understand. Oh, yeah. yeah. well, that is great. But then, yeah, he's like left slack jawed by the fact that uh, the you know that he who remains was not lying, and now you've got to deal with Gang. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah. So, oh are the Spider Man No god. Way Home people gonna like stop pretending that we don't know exactly what's <laughs> happening in no. this movie Absol- now? Absolutely well, not. <laughs> I mean, like as Scott Corelli has liked to point out a few times to me on on Twitter, uh, Sony is responsible for when yeah. trailers drop uh, and, yes. and all that stuff. I mean, you know, they they're working with Marvel, but it's up to Sony when that they're trailer gonna, comes out. When they're yeah, they're gonna wait for that advantageous moment for them. Yeah, and yeah, yeah so yeah. so we are in this weird place in the Marvel Cinematic Universe where. All the stuff that's going to come up in the movies for the next uh, five movies, six movies, is all predicated on the events of yeah. a streaming television show. Which, when they announced that they were well, going I to do this, well, I think with the exception of Shang Chi, I don't yeah, think Shang Chi yeah. is going to play too much I, into uh, it. Shang Chi or um, oh, what's uh, or Eternals. Eternals? I don't. Yeah. I think the ones where they're introducing new characters, they're going to steer away right. from. There'll probably be like a credit stinger, yeah. or maybe something mm-hmm. like that happens in there where it's like variations or something. But that won't be the focus of Shang Chi right. or Eternals. So speaking of yeah, but Quantum Mania for Spider Man or for Doctor Strange and Ant Man and the Wasp. Absolutely. Ant- 
which isn't Ant-Man and the Wasp isn't until February of 2023 at this point. Really? So interesting. So our next slate, right? So we I did write this down while okay. we were doing our intro. Uh, we've got um, Shang-Chi in September. So that's September 3. We've got Eternals November 5. Mm-hmm. Okay. We've got Spider-Man December 17th. Crazy. Um, which will be like the first big picture intro into the multiverse concept. Oh, yeah. um, and then yeah. we've got Doctor Strange in March. Okay. Uh, March 25th of 2022. And then we've got Thor as the big May blockbuster. So May 6th, Which may also mm. involve right. the multiverse. Because as you just pointed out earlier, it's like maybe Jane Foster is not our Jane Foster. Yep. And our previous our previous yep. uh, thoughts about what Jane Foster was in this movie may have been thrown out the, out the window. Also, and then, so, kind of to take it on to a bit of a downer potentially opens up a window for Ryan Coogler for Black Black Panther 2. Hmm. In terms of oh. how to do oh, in terms yeah. of how to how do I deal with it? Yeah. How you do oh, yeah. how that's do you true. do it without Chadwick? Yeah. That's very interesting. Yeah. Oh my so oh my because because Black Panther 2 is July 8th. Listeners, you cannot see Chris's face, and, but I think his brain just exploded. You know that, you know <laughs> the guy, that the guy who played exploding. Killmonger. The guy who played Killmonger. Um, Michael um, B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan. They're, they've been like, uh, there was like some weird talk about like, oh, oh yeah, maybe he could come back or something. I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. He's very dead. Oh my well, God. Maybe there's a variation where he is the Black Panther. I think, I think we should be taking all of that with a grain of salt because there's also talks that he's in talks to be Superman. So... Eh, well, but yeah. I mean, all of this is just speculation. Don't, don't waste the, your time with DC. Some of the later, right? But some of the later <laughs> um, parts of Tanahisi Coates' Black Panther run is the um, International Galactic Republic of Wakanda, I think, or M- Intergalactic Empire of Wakanda, and uh, Killmonger <laughs> plays a big part of that and involves like a symbiote suit and and a whole bunch of other cool stuff. So, oh God, <laughs> there's there's stuff there. Um, but Black Panther Two is supposed to come out. July 8th of next year. Wow. Um, and then we've got the Marvels is uh, November 11th of next year, right now. Wow. And then and then we don't uh-huh. get Ant-Man until February of 23, and then wow. Guardians version th- volume 3 of 23 Do- for May 23. So so for for Thor and um and Marvels and uh for all of the uh, for Black Panther uh, for Black Panther for none of those we don't know the villains for any of them, do we? No. We oh do no, we yeah. do. Gore Gore the God Butcher. Oh right, right. Christian Bale sure. is playing Gore yeah. the God Butcher. Okay, sure. Um there's no way that that's associated with variations in the timeline. No way at all. Oh, absolutely not. Yeah. Uh, and then as far as like the T V series go, you've got what if coming up in a couple of weeks. Which meh, which may is, or may you know, not it'll be tie fun. Into this in some way. It'll be fun. Yeah, um, it will got, be fun. I'm excited. Yeah. Uh, we've got Hawkeye and Ms. Marvel, which are still, um, dates are still pending. They're supposed to be later this year. Yeah. Um, we've got Moon Knight, She-Hulk, um, Secret Invasions, also all set for next year. And then um, Undetermined TBA for Ironheart, Armor Wars, and uh, Wakanda. Some Crazy. I think the Okoye series. That's like, Wow. That is so many series. And then there's also a bunch of Star Wars series coming up. So yep. Disney Plus is suddenly like quite the value package. Holy crap. And they're being really smart Guys, about it. I just got like the biggest spine tingles because what? after this year of like 
after 2020 being the biggest fucking shit show in the face of the world like i don't know there's just something about like oh my god stuff to look forward to and movies to go to in theaters and like i don't know it feels like life is happening again and granted my life seems to be really revolving around the marvel cinematic (laughs) universe so say what you will about that that's (laughs) fine that's fine but i have things to look forward to again and i feel like that's the most exciting thing absolutely i think you know Disney and Marvel, like, they, they took a look. They're like, oh, well, what if we did our own streaming service? And how would we, what what could we do that would make us stand out? Make it and the answer it. is, you make it worth it. And you make it worth it by, by telling the, you know, using your series Huge to really stories. create that main thread that that kind of binds the rest of the binds all the movies together and it's just worked out so well like you Which can see it so started crazy. with WandaVision and then it just came to fruition with the end of Loki. Yeah, it it's it's kind of amazing what they've done. Like you know, we mentioned earlier on when we were talking about the Emmy nominations uh just this idea that when it's when we were talking about the fact that they were going to make these TV shows is like, well, how how connected are they? You know, we all remember Agents of Shield and Agent Carter, and it's like, ha ha, hashtag it's all connected. <laughs> Everything LOL. on Netflix. What a joke. Yeah, yeah that too. There, there there is that sort of sense of just like, oh, you know, they've done they've pulled this act before, uh, and we liked those things, yeah. but those yeah. things didn't really connect the way they were promised. And yet and, this. Yeah. Wow. But you know what and, I really yeah, love? Once they, I was gave, just thinking, once they gave Feige the go-ahead to do these things, like, you know, Bravo. they pulled it off. What's he up, He did them. And you know what it kind of feels like? As like as really someone like? who is a comics fan, granted this is like, more, it's more spaced out, but with all of these movies, with all of these shows, it feels like waiting for the next issue of a comic to come yeah. out. Absolutely. Like it's that same, yeah, oh, yeah absolutely, yeah, hundred percent. It's that same kind of like I'm waiting for the next. I'm waiting for the next issue. I, I mean, like uh, one of our shows on the Dueling Genre Network, uh, Scott and Nick's uh, franchiseography. This summer, they're talking about the X Men movies, and so nice. like the first X Men move, X Men movie, like they're talking about how there was like a little a little associate producer on there. Uh, named yep. Kevin Feige, who was like sitting at the table and like all these questions would come up with the other writers, you know, Brian Singer and, and a bunch of other assholes from Fox uh, would just be like, how do we do this? And what do we do this part? And like Kevin Feige was the guy who was always like, well, guys, if you just look in the comic books, like you'll find it's out right that there. They, they solved this problem before. It's already been written. You just have yeah. to do. Why don't we do the thing that's in the comic book? And they're yeah. all like, shut up, Kevin. We'll make you a producer. <laughs> Whatever. And just wow, man, that guy's yeah. come far. <laughs> yeah, and I just Seriously. I remember because I know that coming into Loki, like Marvel and its movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I know that like coming into the Loki series, I was like, oh well, this is the one I'm least least excited for. A lot of people say but, that. And now, like, it's made me so much more excited for what's coming up because yes. of because they absolutely stuck yeah. that landing. It's amazing. Yeah. Ah, yeah, it's it's weird like going into uh, the three series that we got, I think like in order of uh like uh sort of anticipation, I was like, "Oh man, Captain America, you know, Amer- uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, that's going to be amazing. That's going to be the best one. I can't wait." And then I guess Loki. Ah, and then this WandaVision thing, I don't know. We'll see what that is, whatever. And then, you know, coming out of it, it's kind of like completely the opposite order it's like wandavision was amazing loki is also amazing falcon and the winter soldier was good but you know it's like out of yeah. third out of three right i mean 
But to be fair, out of all three series, Falcon and the Winter Soldier was the hardest one to stick the landing on because it was the most grounded in reality Mm. for me. They didn't get to make up whatever they wanted. Right. Right. They couldn't. And yeah. Falcon didn't get Falcon didn't get to go to Oz and confront the wizard. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah. Which both Wanda and Loki they did. Both, they both did, yeah. 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 That's so zany. But, I mean, Falcon set up other things that we're really oh, yeah. excited for, yeah. so... Gets a movie, you know? Yeah. These these shows are all doing things. Yeah! It's and we, crazy. And, and we finally understand why they wanted Black Widow to come out before Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yeah, it just didn't work out. Because, yeah, well, I guess we'll talk about it when we talk <laughs> yep. about Black Widow. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk about that in our next episode. Which will hopefully have um, fewer technical difficulties. I believe in us. Yay. We are the coolest. All right, folks. Well, that is the end of our episode. If you enjoy listening to us, please leave us a five-star rating, a kind review, and subscribe to us on whatever podcast platform you're listening to, and hopefully Spotify will stop delisting us for no good reason. Why? (laughs) Yeah, that's been fun. It has been fun. Until next time, let's find ourselves in an alternate universe, an alternate part of the timeline where Spotify is our friend. Glorious purpose! I'm gonna go find Variant Me and have a great time. Bye, guys. Did we end up on a timeline where you don't say Excelsior? What? Oh, Excelsior! <laughs>